Hi there, I'm Caitlin Soule, and I'm an author, I'm a therapist, I'm a mom to three kids, and I'm also a bit of a hot mess human. I know you don't have a ton of time, so I want to dive right into topics each week that matter the most to you. Listen in as I fly solo and bring on some amazing guests to have conversations intended to help modern women say yes to their own imperfect personal growth and evolution. We'll talk honestly about all the things that matter the most to us, like motherhood, career, relationships overcoming anxiety, intimacy, so we can steer towards a life led by our values instead of our fear. Cheers. Okay, so I am sitting here with one of my best friends, Jenny. Jenny was so kind to come over. Yeah, right. You're like, if wine's involved, I am there. I'll be there. (laughs) We are enjoying a glass of wine and just kind of catching up on all the things. And I asked her to come on specifically to talk about motherhood and sort of this this narrative that we hold around or that society holds around what it means to be a working mom, right? And so I'm going to let Jenny introduce herself, but I just want to first say, Jenny, thanks for coming on. You're the best. I love you. (laughs) Hello, everyone. My name is Jenny Watson. I am a mom of two boys, Milo, who is almost four, and Sunny, who will be one next month. I know that is so crazy. Um, I'm also a full-time real estate agent in Sonoma and Marin counties. So as you can imagine, life is pretty chaotic. And just like Kate, I am married to a firefighter. So that adds a whole new dimension to the idea of a a crazy motherhood. Yeah. Um, Just trying to like figure it out as we go, like day to day, like what's the schedule going to be? Yeah. Yeah. It's a juggling act all the time. Yeah. Every day. One of the reasons why I think, so Jenny and I are, are so close and like, I can't even like, I just, the, the text, the, like the way that I'm able to just kind of like be fully honest with you and be like, this is what's going on in my life. This is why, like, I, sorry, I've been MIA for a week because all this shit is happening or we make a plan and you're the friend who I'm like, yeah, sorry, I just can't. Or you're like, yeah, I just can't. And there's no yeah. excuses needed. Yeah. There's no like, And so I just have admired, one, I value our friendship so much in the way that it's grown over the years. And also I've admired you as a woman and as a mom and as a businesswoman in the sense that you're just so sure in the ground that you stand on. And you're so confident in being like, this is what I need to do and this is how I'm going to do it. You seem to set really great boundaries for yourself. Um, I know we didn't talk about this before recording. But I want to say that I, even though I'm older than you, um, which, right, what does age have to do with it? But I admire that about you so much and that I think that you've helped me grow so much and in that way. And so I want to acknowledge that first. And then I want you to talk a little bit about kind of how you, let's say, how you got into real estate, what that's been like as a mom with two young boys. Just talk about that journey a little bit. And as a firefighter for a husband with a very unpredictable schedule sometimes. Yeah, let's throw that into the mix. So I got into real estate um, growing up in Marin County. Every Sunday, my mom and I would go to open houses, look around. It was something kind of her and I did together. 
I graduated from UC Santa Cruz with my bachelor's in psychology. Oh, I like it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. I remember that. Yeah. And actually got into USF to get my um, master's in MFT. You never told me that. I know. I, I was thinking that <laughs> as I like was saying it. I was like, Isn't I don't know if I ever mentioned that this? To That's the program I did, everyone, by the way. I did USF's um, master's program. Did yeah. you do it in Santa Rosa? No, in San Francisco. Okay, I was going to do the satellite one in Santa yeah. Rosa. So anyway, a couple, probably two months before I was talking to my brother and kind of told him what I was doing. And he was like, I just think you should wait. You were 20 years old. You know, you have kind of a lot of living to do and, you know, things to see. And so I went into waitressing and did that for like six months. And then my mom told me, take your real estate test, just see where it goes. Yeah. I got into real estate. I was an assistant for a couple of years. And then just about three and a half years ago, I partnered with one of the top agents in the area. And we've, um, we're a woman-owned brand. You Just guys have done amazing. Two of us where um, we now hired a full-time assistant. And it is, um, it's been a journey and yeah. it's, it's hard. Real estate is one of those businesses where you don't have a set schedule. So your kind of day-to-day is so unpredictable. So when everyone thinks about hiring a nanny or having your kids in school and that that's going to handle it, I have a showing at seven o'clock yeah. or a client who needs to see something on Sunday during, you know, the kids' birthday parties right. or so it's, and then a firefighter schedule. Yeah. Which on is top of it, which is always like, changing. Yeah. So I think the biggest sort of hurdle is the logistical side of everything and me trying to feel like I can do both. I can be a present mom mm-hmm. and I can also service my clients in the way they deserve when yeah. they're making their life's biggest purchase. So that to me, we were kind of talking about work-life balance and Mm -hmm. that idea. And you said, I seem to set good boundaries and it's definitely (laughs) something. Okay. And none of us do it perfectly. Right. But But yes, I do think like I learn so much from you all the time. So yeah, go ahead. Well, and it's the same thing with you. You don't have a job where you clock in at nine Mm -hmm. and you're done at five Yeah, and something comes up and you have to be there. And so for me, I would say my biggest obstacle is setting those boundaries and also knowing that everything's going to be okay if I can't do it all. Yes. So if I'm somewhere, if I have a last minute cancellation and I can't make Milo soccer practice, it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. He's going to forgive me. He's going to understand that mommy works and Mm -hmm. mommy's contributing to this family. And when we go on vacation or, you know, you get a new bike, mommy is helping with that. And it's not just dad and dad going to work and saving people as a firefighter and (laughs) this, that, and the other thing that these, you know, young kids envision. Um, so to me, that's something that's really important in our household is to normalize the idea that mommy works. Let's talk about that for a minute. Cause I think what you said there is so key. And I, you know, you and I have talked about this so much. I think that's why one of the reasons I connect with you so well and vice versa is that we both are kind of in that boat together of, and I think that like we are, we have a lot of friends in common who, who do work. Right. Um, or, and then a lot of friends who don't. And Mm -hmm. so either way, like, let's just be real. Motherhood is the hardest freaking job in the world. It is a job. Um, it's in, it's, it's our most like valued and important job, but is, it is hard. And so I think that sometimes, um, it can feel like I, I've talked about on the podcast, my daughter, my middle child will say things where she used to not so much like mommy, like so-and-so's mom is always there at pickup or Mm -hmm. so-and-so's mom volunteers or, and I'm like, and so I used to really feel that kind of like 
twinge of, of guilt of like, oh, am I not showing up enough for them? They're so young. And what I've learned to say in response is that's right. That, you know, so-and-so's mom is able to be there during the day. That's great for her. That's not mommy's schedule. Mm-hmm. Super unapologetic, super just like, this is what mommy does for work. Yeah. Um, I don't need to explain the why um, because whenever I would fall into that trap, it's like I was just digging myself further and further into this like almost like shame place, right? And it snowballs real quick. Snowballs and sending her the message or my kids the message that that there needs to be a reason or an excuse for working. And so instead of just like mommy works like super apologetically, it's like mommy works and – Daddy works and we both make this family work, right? Absolutely. What are the things that you think that have, like, how have you made that message clear in your home? Like, do you think you had to start really young with your boys? And especially Milo, because he's, Sonny's one now, so he doesn't really know. But, like, did you ever get any resistance or pushback? Or, like, how did you go about it? So Milo started with a nanny at three months old. That makes such a big difference. I was working and I was just kind of taking off in real estate really. And so when I got that call, you know, I want to see this house or I want to list this home. I had to jump at the chance. And, um, so we hired a nanny at three months and I honestly say it's why Milo is as adaptable and outgoing and friendly as he is because he, he didn't just need me. Mm -hmm. He kind of felt comfortable with everyone. Um, and so I think in our household, one of the main things is like you said, not always apologizing Mm. for it and owning it and being proud of it. Mm -hmm. And I've worked really hard to become one of the top agents in this area. You know, it's a competitive field, just like what you're in. And so I've worked really hard. And so I want my, I have boys and I want them to see that their mom could do it all. Mm-hmm. I can be at soccer. I can pick you up. I mm-hmm. can make money. I can, you know, help people find their dream homes. And then I can also tuck you in at night. Yes. And those nights that I'm not there to tuck you in, someone who loves you will, and you're going to be okay. Safe and okay. Oh, I love that. And I love this. You said, I can do it all. But what I think we would add on is, but I don't have to do it all. Yes. Also, right? Like I can do it all. But I don't have to like, cause we go into that, like as women and as moms, that was sort of like, Oh, I gotta be over and do everything that like what you're talking about before totally. of like, if I miss out it's, and so that confidence of I am capable of doing it all the different things. And sometimes that means, uh, figuring out who's going to babysit you that night, right? Exactly. Because I have something for work or I need to go meet up with a girlfriend. And that is, I think. So yeah. yeah. Well, and I think I've kind of compartmentalized my life into sort of like mine and my husband's social life, our family life, our work life. Mm -hmm. And if I can do a little bit of each, Mm -hmm. to me, that fills my cup. And it can't always be that I can do everything for the family and then something else gets left off the table. Because I, you say it all the time, we're a better mom Mm -hmm. and a better partner when we're happier and our cup is full. Yes. And so for me, it's like having kind of those it, they, they don't need to be so, you know, like stringently yeah, compartmentalized, yeah. you know, but understanding that there's different sectors of my life. And if I can kind of fulfill all of those in some way, then I'm going to be more present and a better mom when I'm with those kids. Truly, you know? truly. And that they then get to see their mom, like, you know, not, not perfect by any means, neither one of us, that's for sure. But like, I feel like, um, they get to see that there are lots of different ways to mom. There mm-hmm. are lots of different ways that 
you know, that we can get our needs met and that it's not just like we were talking about our husbands being firefighters and the fact that like, I think, especially, you know, for my kids, I can't speak for yours, but they're like, daddy goes to the firehouse. He saves people. He's, it's so brave and it is. And and there's shows about and it shows, and like, it's tangible. It's, and, and it's just, dad, that's what dads do. They go to yeah. work. Right. And, um, for them, I think they think every dad's a firefighter, which is hilarious, but that's a whole other thing. But I'm like, and mommy works too. And so I really try to explain to them what I do. So they have some language to talk about. And if you ask my kids what I do, they say they, mommy helps people's brains. She helps people feel better. And that's been like, yeah, that makes me feel good when they say that because I'm like, okay, they understand it too. They know that I'm doing something valuable, even though it's not as like, dare I say like sexy or like heroic sounding as being or a firefighter. Or just like societally. <laughs> societally, yeah. It's, you can't, I mean, you can't turn on a kid's TV show without there being some type of firefighter right. in it these days, <laughs> right. or you like know? Any, something like, well, let's say, just say like masculine, right? Yeah. Whether it's a firefighter or somebody, you know, building something and like a, a masculine character. And so like for somebody to be a psychologist or a realtor or a therapist, or it's like just not as kids don't seem to like, it's, it's, it's not as front and center. So really? I think that, that it's a mix of, I love what you're saying about talking about what you do, um, normalizing it. And then the other piece that I think is key is the partner is having your partner Mm -hmm. use that same language and have that same approach. And that can be hard sometimes. I think that can be one of the harder things because like Matt, my husband left for work this morning and it's always, you know, Milo gets sad. Oh, daddy's going to work. Daddy's going to work. And Matt will say, you know, but daddy's going to help people and Mm -hmm. to make money so we can do things as a family and this and that. And he'll always say now, and you know, you're going to go to school and mommy's going to go help people find their home. So they have a nice home to go to sleep in and to have family dinners. And so we try and talk about that because I, Matt knows, and I think this is so important in your spouse to know, he knows how important my job and my success is to me mm-hmm. and my integral happiness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I I'm, love that. Yeah, he, he really does. I think he, I see that in the way that he communicates with you and your children. I think that's so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I just, I think that it makes it all feel cohesive, mm-hmm. you know? And I think if you can think of like a well-run family. I think one of the words that goes along with that is things feeling cohesive Mm -hmm. and understood. Like the kids know there's this like what to expect, how to talk about things. And and that can be really good and sometimes not, but in this case, yes, exactly. (laughs) It's good. Yeah. Or sometimes it can be like the wrong cohesive message. We both have these jobs that we love because it's not just like, I don't think either one of us would say like, it's a job. Mm-mm. It's like a career. It's a passion. In fact, I, I joke with you a lot. It's a, you're, you do a lot of like, probably like therapeutic type yeah. work and co- have a lot of these really difficult conversations with people because buying a home is one of the most challenging times of your life and exciting. And just, I just say like emotional times. Um, But, you know, I think that my girls are starting to learn Jack's a little too young that mom chooses to work. Mom loves what she does. And that's a privilege that I get to choose to work too. Like we have that conversation a lot. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's a choice. And like that, sure. Cause like what they see is a a lot of stay at home moms at their school. I'm just going to say it. And that they're able to stay at home and not work is also a privilege. Absolutely. Um, and that I am choosing to go to work at times when, and 
at times when I was first starting my private practice, it was not, I was coming out even, right? Like as much as I was, I was spending um, as much on childcare as I was pretty much bringing in. Yeah. And so my, if we're looking at it from a business standpoint or a financial standpoint, it kind of didn't make sense for a while. Yet we knew like that I was trying to build and grow. But I think for a lot of moms, the barriers are either like, it, it doesn't make sense to work because of childcare is yep. so expensive. Like we hear that a lot, right? All the time. So either way, I just think. Which is a huge problem. It's a huge problem. And it's, and, and kind of going in a different direction, but I think we, you know, I'm very aware that in the work that I do, I talk a lot about like, choose yourself, say yes to you, prioritize self-care and mental health. But what I am not specialized in and what's so important is are the systems in place mm-hmm. <laughs> that make it so difficult for a woman to actually choose themselves. Choose themselves. I mean, on so many fronts, yeah. financially, you know, logistically. Childcare kind of, costs, we were just saying, financially, yeah. Also, even like I was saying, societally, it's the moms are in pickup line. This mom picks up their kid every day. You know, those things that our kids see day in and day out, which mm. I don't know if you've noticed, but I, my mom says it all the time, just being around that she sees a lot more men like at the grocery store with their kids mm-hmm. and picking up their kids from school and this and that. Obviously, and this was before COVID. Yeah. Now I think things have changed with COVID, but I do hopefully, and I'm just being very optimistic, see a little bit of a shift. Yes. And yeah. People understanding and valuing women in the workplace and understanding that there's so much importance and so much value when a woman is doing what she loves yes. and, and can do it somewhat flexibly too. Right. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. that, and that's, I mean, that's a whole crazy other topic, yeah. but I just think the idea that women can be a mom, can work, can be a good partner. Yes. Doesn't need to be so hard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it is because of, you know, what we've just said, talked about, like, right, those societal messages and also the things that we learned maybe in our, you know, direct family of origin or, or just like, you know, through our experiences. And so it's, it's, there's just so much to it. It can feel so overwhelming, but I do agree that, I think, you know, what we're talking about really is equity in the home and like how I think that's shifting and changing. And Mm -hmm. I think COVID has been this like pressure cooker for that. So while I'm not like, I think we're, you know, the silver lining because there's there's COVID obviously was terrible and there is a lot of people that have died and lost their livelihoods. I will say that there is, as we know, right, in the most traumatic experiences, there are some things that shift and change. And one of the things I think is this idea of equity in the home and dad's roles and mom's roles. Mm-hmm. And I've heard some really funny stories throughout the pandemic of like dads being on Zoom and being like, the kids can't come in. And the mom's like, okay, well, I'm on a Zoom meeting and the kids are on my freaking lap. So yeah. What the hell? Like, totally. It's funny though, in my line of work, I've seen it really be pretty incredible that there's been a lot of men who now are working from home. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I can think of three clients just off the top of my head who now don't, they're not going to go back. They're going to stay working from home. They had the option to go back and, you know, commute. And they're like being able to be home at five o'clock when my family sits home from, for, or, you know, at the table for dinner or being able to make my daughter's soccer practice or this, that, and the other thing. Being able to like help out my partner make lunches totally like being yeah it's like almost like men are like also getting this freedom to to get more involved in home life 
which is so lame that that was like in the first place. Right? Yeah. I, I just think like we were kind of saying like now they're understanding the value of doing both, like, and how fulfilling that is, which is why we and always, how much it goes on at home, like how much yes. it actually goes on at home. Totally. Yeah. I mean, we say that all the time, yeah. especially with our husbands and their yeah. jobs and being gone and just understanding kind of what goes into running a household. Yes. But what goes into a household, running a household when you're doing both, yes. when you're in yeah. charge of all of this, but then you're also in charge of running an entire business yeah. and helping people heal mentally and helping yeah. people find homes. It's, it's a rat race it's, and it's all the time. And so there's been something for me, especially just with these clients, seeing the men sort of enjoy the home life mm-hmm. and understand that, yeah, it's crazy, but crazy is can be fun yeah. and crazy can be fulfilling. If we just all own it. Own if it. we all are just like, yeah, this is real life, right? Like my kid's going to walk into the screen. Oh, I'm not like, like when we stop hiding the fact that yes. we have a life beyond work or the office or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Or if we stop hiding the fact that it's not always going to be pretty Yeah, and it's going to be messy. But when you look back on it, I mean, I even think of some things that happened last week that seemed catastrophic at the moment. And I look back and I'm like, what? I don't even remember that being yeah, a thing. It's so true. You yeah. know? And yeah. so I think there's something so valuable about sort of taking a step back, first of all, yeah. when you're kind of in the rat race of just it being chaotic and looking at it and being like, what a life. Yeah. Like so true. being able to I sometimes feel like being a working mom feels like a, like we said, a big privilege Mm -hmm. to be Mm -hmm. able to do both. Mm -hmm. And it's, I'm not always doing both great, Yeah, but I'm doing both and I'm, I'm feeling fulfilled. Yes. It is a privilege in so many ways because what I, what I think we're saying is to be able to experience life so fully. Mm that's not always perfect for sure. And that we sometimes feel really freaking overwhelmed, or at least I do. But also, I also, at the end of the day, I'm like, dang, like I did a lot today. Yes. There's still 5,000 more things I need to do. Um, and I experienced a lot and felt a lot and, um, that feels really good. And then I think, um, you know, I, I think that the motherhood narrative of, um, in order to be a air quotes here, good mom, I have to be ever present for mm-hmm. my child. I have to be the one to do it all. I be have it to all. be everywhere. Yeah. Be yeah. everywhere. And then it's like, my snacks have to look really mm-hmm. good when I bring them to school. Yeah, and I'm like, can we just, that, did that, has that, like, is that gone? It hasn't really in my sense. <laughs> in my world it has, but like, I guess I just don't pay attention to that shit anymore. But I think you're right. I think it's still here. My husband, you'll think this is funny. I put him on snack duty because I was working on Monday and it was Milo's snack day. And he brought in peanut butter, Oh, which you're just not yeah. supposed to bring yeah. into schools yeah. anymore peanut butter, apples, like something else. And he got home. And the first thing he said was like, oh no, I brought peanut butter for the snack. And I was like, you're like, what? You, you brought- what? And he was like, art. And I was like, no, okay. You can't, you're yeah. not in charge of snack anymore. Like you, you try. Thank you. But yeah. like, no. Um, so it's, it was just like, oh my the God, one time I, I let him do, do it. it. You have um, to look, that's what we would say. And, uh, like I, I love Eve Rotsky's book, Fair Play. And she talks about one of the hardest thing for us as women, especially like our kind of more type A, like, you know, like yes. do it all. Like just, you're like, if, if you, 
if you delegate, not delegate, but if you if do I relinquish get more a little like control. equity in the home and you're like, mm-hmm. hey, you got to do the snack and they screw it up, you have to let them deal with the consequence of screwing up. You can't come in and save them, Jenny, and fix I, it up. I know. <laughs> I wanted to run to the school. I know. I was I know. about to go with yeah. a whole different platter of stuff and I was like, but he, they'll figure yeah, it out. They'll figure it out and he will... Um, and love that. Right. Like next time, guess what? He'll won't bring peanut butter. He'll figure it out. But like, I think that's a whole nother thing, but I think us, you know, just by nature of, we want to, it's that, okay, I'm going to be the one to fix it. I'm going to one to make, make this right. Um, or the, the thing that we don't often admit is like, we're afraid of the judgment from other people, right. Of like, oh, I'm going to be that family that brought the peanut butter. I'm, this is silly, but like, or I'm going to be that mom that isn't there on Fridays to pick up my kid. And I'm the first to, I will say, I struggle with that. Yeah. I have a hard time as much as I put, I mean, I have a billboard in Petaluma that has my yes, face it's on so it. so good. <laughs> and so everyone knows I'm in real estate. Yeah. So it's not like I hide my career no. by any stretch. However, I feel like I have this internal struggle all the time, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate with, of wanting to be this powerhouse businesswoman mm-hmm. while also wanting to be the most put together mom, the one who mm-hmm. has everything kind of down in my house always looks this way and this, that, and the other thing. And it's an internal struggle I deal mm-hmm. with constantly mm-hmm. that has at times been debilitating yeah. where I'm like, okay, I, I don't even know how I'm going to get this together. I I'll be up till midnight putting, you know, Milo's little family project for Christmas together when that doesn't matter. Mm. Milo doesn't care yeah. about how perfect his collage looks. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. That's me. And that is something that every day I talk to Matt and, you know, you yeah. too, that I'm trying to let go of kind of being perfect in both sides mm. because that's not, it's not helping anyone, first of all. And it's not feeling good to me. When, even when something gets done and it looks gorgeous, it doesn't feel great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like You're that, not like, you don't get that sense of like, well, good. I did that perfect. So, okay, good, good. Now I'm good. I can rest my head easy. It's not that. We never really feel that when, we're, when, yeah. we're, when we're kind of hustling for this perfection. Right. And what I'm, what I love about you is that you're so honest and mm-hmm. like real about that. You and I have both talked about the, like the comments that people make. Right. So Jenny, you probably, I've, I've shared some pictures of her and I like hanging out. I don't know if, but she has one of the most beautiful homes and amazing, um, style loves her house to be like white and clean. And I think it just makes you feel good. But what mm-hmm. I love that you're honest about admitting is that it also sometimes is really hard. Not because it's because you feel like I need it to be this way. Yeah. Right. And so I love that you're so honest about acknowledging that the the good parts of that is that you get to walk in your home and feel like, ah. Oh. And then the hard part is when it's not that way, you feel like it, it's a struggle, right? And that perfectionism is, I'm labeling it that, but that perfectionism yeah. isn't, um, it's, it's hard to keep up with. And you're the one, no one else suffers, mm-hmm. by the way. Like no one else is like, oh, Jenny's, uh, that's really hurting me that she's a perfectionist. Like you're the one who will end up feeling exhausted, burnt out, yeah. like just done, right? Yeah. And it's it's the same way in my business too. I think mm-hmm. it's it's something that kind of spans your life when you feel that way. And it's what makes you highly successful in your business. 
what's crazy about motherhood and about like life though, right? Is that there's no amount of perfectionism that can make us always get it exactly right or perfect or feel certain enough. And, um, you know, I think that what I'm curious for you is because I know that I struggle with this, this narrative a little bit too of because I'm open about my work because I, you know, talk a lot about it on social media and I'm, I've wrote the book and these things, people clearly know that I identify as being a working mom and an entrepreneur and blah, 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 that sometimes I feel the sense of like, and then I also have to prove that I'm still a really good mom. Like I'm still, I'm still there for my kids. Right. And as much work as I've done and I help other women do this work, I still struggle with that too. That's my truth is that I feel like I have to like make sure people know that my kids are still my number one priority as if, as if that would even be, you know, as if that would even be a question like, <laughs> or a choice. Like, I don't know. It's no, it's happened. It, I mean, I can identify that with that completely. There's been moments where I feel like, I've had a social media run where my business has been super crazy. So I've been posting sold and sold and Mm -hmm. pending and just listed. And I'm like, I haven't posted a photo of my kids in two days. Mm. Do people just think I work all the time and I'm not home doing dinner? I'm not home with my kids. I haven't been to soccer. I mean, there was a moment last or maybe two weeks ago where it was just a busy week. And I was like, people might think Sunny doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) Like I haven't posted anything on my story of my baby. And meanwhile, I have been in the thick of it with him with this crazy cold and, you know, and I'm like, like, do you want to see my snotty kid? And and I've just been holding him and snuggling him and being with him and being at the doctor. And, um, so that I think is, that is crazy, right? It's, it's a wild mind F because you're sitting there going like, you haven't left my side in five days, mm-hmm. but something in my brain is saying, I don't think I've portrayed that to the I'm rest of the world. not showing it to the world, right? And I think that has to do so much with the working side of being a mom, mm-hmm. because if I wasn't working and I didn't have this crazy mm-hmm. business, I wouldn't, no one would ever be questioning me as right. a mom. Oh, that, and that's such a good point, you know, that's but it's such because a good point. I'm working and my face is out there and my business is out there and my name is out there that inside and whether people are questioning me as a mom or not, isn't the point. It's right. that and I'm we would feeling. Never know, right. Unless somebody yeah. overtly says it, which is like so uncommon. Usually people talk about it behind, behind your, back, your back. So we don't know. So totally, but we make all these assumptions, assumptions that yeah. make us feel insecure. And then I go digging through my phone for a picture to post of Sunny mm-hmm. so that people see like it's so honest and I can relate to that so much because I'm like the more I've gotten like deeper into my work and in, in, in the book I'm doing so much more about that part of my life mm-hmm. and so I do try and throw up every once in a while just I you know I think now it's more because I'm like I learned this thing today about motherhood or I experienced this yeah. thing about motherhood um, because I do have a uh, Instagram that I call my baby book, but I just throw up pictures of the kids. Wait, and like, you didn't do I look- baby books for all three <laughs> no. of your kids? No yes, way. right? I know. And so um, I I use that to just make sure that I have memories that I can like eventually one day print out. But with, with Well Notes for Her, I do the same thing where I'm like, I, or I used to do it more where I was like, I feel like I have to make it clear that I'm still a great mom and put up these pictures. And it's just like, oh, like it's just. It's, and also it's just sad that we actually have 
adopted that or like gotten that message, you know? Well, and that social media is that because as for both of us, social media is a huge part part of our business. Mm -hmm. And so that's, it's, I love it for that reason. It's like and this I, love hate. I don't actually hate it. It's like this, I would say it's a It's this love like, and then kind of just frustration yeah. for me where mm-hmm. it's like, I, when people say like, oh, I'm taking a mental break from social media or a break, I'm going to be off social media for a month. My like brain starts spinning. I'm like, yeah. could I do that? Yeah. Like for what my, would... just mm-hmm. my business. And that's such a big thing. And then also like, I, you know, see so much of, friends and, you know, just people I don't see all the time. But for me, the biggest part is putting that on myself because no one's doing that to me, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Like what what I want to say is, yes, you absolutely could. But what's even a more important question I think and for all of us to think about is, is, yes, I could, but why? And do Mm -hmm. I need to? And I think if you're starting to feel, and not just you, like I'm talking to me and all of us, if we're starting to feel like, um, it's, it's taking over or we can't like, we're feeling really like stuck under it or like, you know, like this is a have to instead of a want to, then I think mm-hmm. it is a good time to take a break. But at the same time, on the other side, we sometimes see people posting, they're taking a break and we're like, Oh, maybe I should be taking a break. But I think yeah, it's okay to just be somewhere in the middle and admit that it's a struggle sometimes mm-hmm. that it's not perfect, that even taking a break for like a month or two might not mean that you don't come back with the same, like, feelings right of totally no I think I think that the idea of like just shutting something off in any aspect of your life is not necessarily the I agree healthiest way to go about things you know it's not really dealing with it it's just yeah it's like either postponing something you know that you're gonna have to deal with later but I I do think there is an innate um added pressure that social media puts on motherhood motherhood and, um, and moms running businesses and yeah yeah which which i think we can all i mean everyone can agree with that there's people you know there's that whole saying that social media is a highlight reel it's mm-hmm. all the good stuff where you do such a beautiful job and i've always said this of showing exactly what can go on behind the mm-hmm. scenes, you know, mm-hmm. and obviously that's part of your work. The hot messness. I, you know? I, yeah. I'm so glad that I was able to incorporate my actual hot messness into my brand into because it makes brand. life so much more it's, convenient. No, no but truly, it's so, yeah. it's, and yeah. the way it's shown is, you know, so raw and honest and I learn from it all the time. I just remember having struggles. My baby, who is almost a year was very difficult for six months. Mm-hmm. And I remember I didn't really post a ton of him because he, he was either vomiting or, yeah. you know, not feeling well or crying. And I remember people being like, I want to see more of Sonny, you know, family mm. and friends. And I was like, well, he's basically crying all the time. <laughs> yeah. So I can't, I'm, I don't want that on social media. I'm not trying to create a highlight reel, but yeah. I'm also not, I'm, I'm not wanting to sh- right. show my, like what is, uh, what, what is that getting? Right. But it was hard for me because mm-hmm. I was like, and also when your baby's crying, you're not like, hold on, let me stop a shot. You're like shot. tending I'm to your like, baby's yes, needs. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so there became this kind of thing with me with social media that got a little mm-hmm. bit difficult because I felt like we said, I want to prove I'm a really good mm-hmm. mom because these babies are our world. Yes. And it's so such a bummer that we feel like we have to ever defend that. Def- yeah. Because it is us. It's a part of us. They, they, 
Like there's no doubt about that in within us, right? But then this sense that we have to prove it to other people is just And it's honestly why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. of course there's, you know, I love what I do and I love my career and my clients and making their dreams come true. It's paramount to me. But I do so much of it so that my kids can have a beautiful life. My kids can see, you know, mommy working and mommy making people, you know, make good choices and feel good. And so I think that the fact that us being good moms, because we're very successful in our careers, I, that's, that's really catastrophic to yeah. me. And I think it's yeah. globally catastrophic that, you know, if you're a really successful businesswoman, your you as a mom is questioned. Yes, you as a mom is questioned, and then also I think you know um, that for the women that don't who who are businesswomen that don't have children too, like the reality is that like they they get that whole other side of it. Like, oh well, you chose a career over motherhood. Yes, and it's like that's and not that's we know that's always the case, point. but it's so sad and also unfair, and also maybe the reality of you know the fact that we do like it's such a hard truth that like, yes, it shifted and changed as we evolved, but there is sort of a timeline for motherhood, right? Yeah. Like there is an ideal, not an exact year, but there is an ideal period a in one's that, life yeah. to have children for all kinds of different reasons. So it's just so complicated, all these things. Um, and I just, I love, I think that one of the best parts, if not the best part about friendship, like the ones we have is being able to just like talk about this. We talk about it all the time. I feel like I forgot we were on a podcast because we just just (laughs) shout about it. Um, and so, yeah, it's messy. It's hard. It's also wonderful. And I think the, the point is, is if we're just honest about it and we just speak our truth and it doesn't mean we have to, by the way, be on social media, like I had the worst day today because my kids are this or that, or I'm, you know, we don't, we don't have to be so vulnerable that we feel like then we're checking our posts after to make sure like, did people like it? Yeah. Was it too much? Was it too little? Be vulnerable and real in the way that feels like it's honoring you. So sometimes like there are things that I of course don't post on social media that I tell you, right. Or I talk to my husband about, or my mom about that are just, they just belong in those conversations. Absolutely. And there are things that I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. I want to talk about this on my social media because I want other women to know they're not alone. Yes. So I think the permission to just listen to that 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 inner voice and and I think that friendships like ours like make that so much easier and better. And I also know that not everybody has that. And I've had times in my life where I've struggled to find that with 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 friends as well. So it isn't taken lightly, that's for sure. <laughs> I know, I agree. I feel every day grateful to have someone who understands it and who honors it and, um, who also gets that it's, it's hard, you know, it's not, it looks, people say real estate is always so glamorous. You know, we drive nice cars, we sell big houses. It's hard. It's, and it's a grind. It's, it's all the time. And so I just think there's something really, really special about, our kind of kindred connection that we can just understand it, have each other's back, have spouses who, you know, have our back and kids who are going to be better for it. Yes. 
I'm with you, Jenny. You're the yeah. best. I love you. Thank you so much for coming on. Of course. <laughs> I love All you. All right. Cheers, everyone. Bye. Thanks for choosing to listen to this week's podcast episode and for supporting A Little Less Hot Mess. One way you could really support the ongoing production of this podcast is by going to iTunes, subscribing to the podcast if you haven't already, and leaving me a five-star review and uh, share what you like about the podcast. Another thing I wanted to point out, if you're interested in dipping your toes in the water of personal growth but aren't quite sure where to start, I've got just the thing for you. I created a free Facebook group called A Little Less Hot Mess, a personal growth group for modern moms. It's a place that I share resources that I think will be helpful and we get to be in conversation with like-minded women and moms around the struggles and all the real stuff that comes with being a modern woman. So check it out and you can also pre-order my book, which is called A Little Less Hot Mess, The Modern Mom's Guide to Growth and Evolution on Amazon now. Lots of things coming your way. I hope you have a beautiful week. Cheers.